that even if you feel intimidated and like you don't have something to offer you should apply because you're wrong and you do have something to offer and your work is beautiful if you're passionate about it that will come through and yeah just do it First People's Fund presents The Collective Spirit Podcast. The Collective Spirit moves each of us to stand up and make a difference, to pass on ancestral knowledge, and simply extend a hand of generosity. The Collective Spirit Podcast features Native artists and culture bearers who discuss the power of Indigenous art and culture. Hello, I'm Aaron Chip. My Hinkit name is Khashnuk, and my English name is Aaron Tripp. I am Klinkit based in Southeast Alaska. I am an actor, a voiceover actor, narrator, basically acting in any field which allows me to lift up Indigenous stories. And Grant, I am working on setting up a voiceover, so it's more focused on uh, voiceover narration. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I grew up really quiet and really shy, and I don't think I would have ever imagined myself working in performance at all. The thing I like about acting is how collaborative it is, even voice acting, which can feel very solitary, like you're alone in the booth. But there's a lot of times with voiceover, there's a director, there's the people who wrote it, of course. So I just really like that it's a creative media medium where a lot of people have a say, and then the thing that drives me in it is that I want to uplift Native people and Native stories and be a part of lifting up those writers and having their work be seen. Well, in theater, my favorite play that I worked on was called Devilfish, and that was by Vera Starbird, a cricket playwright and screenwriter. And the thing I liked about her was taking a traditional story from her clan that she built this whole world around and expanded. And so it was not just bringing that story to the stage, but it was also bringing the storytelling structures and culture into the space as well and indigenizing the space. And so that involved like how we interact with the audience. So I was like at one point before the intermission of the show, we gave gifts to the audience and really involved them with this wedding scene that was in the play. The the play was a little longer than most like they wanted to like cut it down, but we were like, no, we wanted to be this long so that because of real, you know, like storytelling will take like hours and it's really about like engaging with it and learning and so that's what I liked about that experience so it was indigenizing that space and then with narration with audiobooks I want to make sure it's happening now more more and more but making sure that there are native people involved with the voiceover as well I think that it's becoming more so realized but the importance of having Native people on all sides of it, not just writing it, but also being part of the voicing of it, um, understanding that actors also bring something to the table in that storytelling, bring their own experiences to the writing as well. I would say that overall, my art is Native storytelling. Uh, I say actor a lot, but because I 
Um, so I'm much more passionate about Native storytelling. And so that's whatever medium it comes in. And that can be theater, film, TV, voice acting, narration, whatever it is. I just want to be a part of Native storytelling. So that's why it's important to me. Well, focusing specifically on voiceover narration, it's still something that's relatively new to me. I've been an actor for over 10 years, but each medium, I feel like, has its own challenges and that you have to learn and adapt to. And so voiceover narration specifically, the challenges I'm learning about, especially with audiobooks, is that, like, it's essentially a long monologue that's, like, hours long. And so you have to, like, and I'm still working on this, build, you have to work on your stamina and build your stamina and, and breathing and character voices because you're doing all the characters. But you want to make sure that they sound grounded. And for example, if you're doing like a male voice and I have a female voice, like making sure it doesn't sound like a caricature, but really sounds real and authentic and grounded. Recently, I did some voiceover work for The Great North, which is a Fox show. And so I did an episode for that recently. and. For audiobooks, I just narrated an audiobook called Kukum by Michel Jean and Barry Song by Michaela Goad, Indigenous Ingenuity by Deirdre Havlock. And yeah, from that's what I'm hoping to grow right now. Like audio audiobooks and, and other voiceover projects and hopefully make that like my full-time sustainable living. So I'm working on I'm assembling a voiceover booth and before the grant process, I had my eyes on one that was like one that you they build for you and then they send to you and you assemble it on your end. And so I've ordered that and waiting for that to come and then the mics and I have a space to set it up in. And once that's all set up, I plan on making like some kind of short form project with some people in my community to really break it in. It's Yeah, it's interesting because when I first started, I felt like there was like almost nothing. I really felt like we were like an invisible people. And the only time I really saw us represented was by people who were, you know, like not native, like an old Western. But for me, I feel like the most important part is the connections that you make and, and being a good person in the room that people want to keep working with. And so that's, I feel like a lot of the things that have come my way are projects that I worked on with people that I really like working with and who like working with me. The first project that I worked on for as an audiobook narrator was a recommendation from somebody I know who knew that they were looking for somebody for this project. And so that's how I fell in love with audiobook narration and then learned about this mentorship that I'm doing right now, or actually just ended with Penguin Random House Audio. And I applied for that and I got it. And so that's how I formed that connection with that audiobook narration aspect. But as far as like, like being a voiceover artist, yeah, I'm still figuring out how to connect with projects beyond just uh, the connections I have with people. Um, but for acting, it's been a lot of local acting with Perseverance Theater mainly. And that's how I've met people and expanded from there. I, I feel like. I mean, I'm 10 years in as an actor and really more new as a voiceover actor. So I sometimes feel like I'm like, I'm just figuring out what my legacy is. But I know I want to 
be known as somebody who lifts up other people and makes people feel confident in their own abilities to do things like this, even if they don't pursue it professionally. Um, I want people to be confident in themselves as a performer and or even just as a public speaker. And so I hope that that's something I can do for people and have done for people. I would say that even if you feel intimidated and like you don't have something to offer, you should apply because you're wrong and you do have something to offer and your work is beautiful. If you're passionate about it, that will come through and yeah, just do it. The Collective Spirit Podcast is produced by First People's Fund, whose mission is to honor and support Indigenous artists and culture bearers through grant-making initiatives, culturally rooted programming, and training and mentorship. Learn more at firstpeoplesfund.org.